Welcome to Color Me Dead. This is a true crime podcast, and we talk about murder and fuckery most foul in detail while using the darkest of humor. If you don't like words like fuck and cunt, then you probably shouldn't listen. But if you do, then join us while we fuck your feelings. Hello. Hello. It's Color Me Dead podcast. It sure enough is. Episode 33. Is it 33? 33. So this time we're talking about a mullet man. But before we talk about said mullet man, you can find us on social media. You guys want to check us out on Twitter? It's at Color Me Dead Pod. You want to find us on Instagram? Color Me Dead Podcast. Gory underscore Nikki or Color Me Dead Angel. If you want to find us on Facebook, you can check out the Color Me Dead Podcast page. Or if you want to join the Facebook group, it is CMD Reborn. Zuckerberg took the first one away, so we had to make a new one. We had to reborn one. We have to rebirth it. Yep. Um, If you want to go to ageofradio.org, you can check out our show. You can listen there. You can shop the bazaar. You can listen to other shows on our network. And you can donate to our Patreon because there's one button that says Patreon. Or you can go to patreon.com slash podcast. And you can donate there. There's tiers from $1 to $75. With that, you get ad-free episodes that come as soon as I get them edited, which sometimes is right before I re-release. And sometimes it's a couple days early. You'll also get so-sodes here and there. And you'll get some sweet-ass perks. So, donate if you want to. But if you don't want to donate and you want some shit... If you guys are interested in picking up some merch, you can do so at Threadless. ColorMeDeadPod.Threadless.com And if you want very exclusive merch, you can get it from LeGraw Creations. That's LeGrawCreations.com And there is a Shop Color Me Dead button. And you can push it and buy our shit that is special for us. You can't get it anywhere else. You can't get those designs anywhere else just from her. And she also designs all of our Patreon stuff. So, Mm -hmm. designs and makes. Mm Mm-hmm. But it's different. Mm Mm-hmm. Should you guys decide to reach out to us, you can do so at colormedeadpodcast at gmail.com. You can also send things to us. And if you send me things, make sure that it's not evidence. Or a severed finger. Cock photos, because I'm sick of those. Please stop that shit. Please fucking stop. Please stop. Don't do it. Send us things to P.O. Box 1610, Vernal, Utah, 84078. Okay, so this week we're going to talk about a murder that happened around Thanksgiving, on mm-hmm. Thanksgiving, and because it's almost Thanksgiving, this is going to release two days before Thanksgiving, probably a day before. I don't know what day things, Thanksgiving <coughs> is now on a Friday, okay? It's Thursday. I know, but I said two days before and it comes oh, out on I was Wednesday. Like, I, was I know, just, I was like, I'm looking at you like, what the I fuck? I was just expressing how I can't get my shit together. And it'll come out the day before Thanksgiving. And those of you listening later, just pretend like it's Thanksgiving. Okay, thanks. So we originally <laughs> did this episode about three years ago. We're redoing it like we've been redoing the ones before this. Um, what happened was we had a man who has a podcast and his name is Morph. Mm-hmm. His whole name is Mike Morford. Yes. Yes, his whole name. His whole name. The whole name. The whole. There's probably thing. more. He he might be Michael something Morford, but <laughs> the whole name that we know. So, 
<laughs> Michael something more for Yes. You are in big trouble, mister. Okay, he's the host of Criminology among many other podcasts. Check him out. He's amazing. But he reached out to us because he wanted us to cover this. And like I said, this was three years ago. He wanted us to cover this case because it was someone that he knew. And so he didn't necessarily want to cover it himself because it was like somewhat personal. Yeah. So he wanted us to cover it. We started looking into it. Unfortunately, there's not tons of information about it. So we're going to give you what we found originally because there are episodes in the future that give you an update. So we're going to keep it real with how it was at the very beginning. That being said, we shall start. This story isn't as funny as it was when we first read it because it wasn't as personal. Right. So now it's personal. It's not as funny, but we're going to still make fun of this man's mullet. He had the sweetest mullet in the land of all the mullets. If you have not seen said mullet... Google this motherfucker. We'll post pictures too. Cause yes. You gotta, you gotta see this shit. It's pretty magnificent. Oh, it is. Like there is a party in the front and the back, I believe. Like there was no business anywhere. <laughs> it was all a party. But his name is Forrest D. Fuller. So. Fuller? Full- Go easy, easy on, on the, the Pepsi. Pepsi. Anyway. So he was born January 18th, 1966. And obviously blessed with a sweet fucking head of hair. His face, not so much. The details of his upbringing were basically impossible to find. So I don't know what his deal was. Yeah. So does Fullest ha- Fullest? Yep. Does Forrest? I was mixing his first and last name and he is now Fullest. <laughs> it's because he has the fullest hair. The, the fullest, fullest of mullets. The fullest mullet ever. Yes. Um... I don't know if he had mommy issues. I don't know what his deal was, but he had some fucking issues. If he had daddy issues, I don't know, but he had issues. He lived in Pemberton Township, New Jersey. He was married but separated from his wife, and he had a young son. His estranged wife also had a restraining order against him. Hmm, I wonder why. He was 28 at the time and was dating Jody Myers. Uh, She was only 20 years old. And now Jody is the one that Morph said that he knew. Forrest and Jody had been dating for a very long time. 90 days. 90 whole days. I feel like if you can get a fiance in 90 days and make a TV show out of it, that is a, a legitimate amount of time. It is. To you, call somebody long term. Yeah. Uh, I think so. Well, Jody we'll get married. Jody was not into this long term relationship that they had that they had decided to, you know, be in. She told Forrest that she wanted to date other people. She was done. She didn't want to date him anymore. No more. You know, at her very mature 20 years old, I can't imagine why she would want to, you know, like, sow some oats. Yeah. Well, but why would someone in their right mind get rid of a mullet like that? Ugh. That is a fine piece of mullet. (laughs) Stop it. When Jody told Forrest that um, she wanted to break up, it threw him into a jealous rage. For some reason, she went to his house, over to Fuller's house, Forrest Fuller's, Forrest D. Fuller with the Pepsi's house. <laughs> and he then choked her with a necktie. 
That fancy son of a bitch had a necktie. I don't know what for. I'm sure that it was either from like his step cousin's wedding or, back in April right. or like from prom. Or from court because I'm pretty sure that he spent <laughs> plenty of time in court. And I'm sure it was like a, a clip-on. But that's big enough. She's 20 years old. She was little. She was a petite, little, gorgeous. She's a little hairdresser. Just a pretty little thing. Um, so he had the, the necktie and he choked her with it, then stabbed her multiple times with a steak knife. He wrapped her up in blankets and put her in the back seat of her 1994 Chevy Camaro. So let's stop there. She is 20 years old. And has a brand new Camaro. Yep. This means the girl has some drive. Because I don't think that she had mom and dad that buy her a Camaro. She was a hard-working hairdresser, I believe. Mm-hmm. Stylist. Right? Yeah. So, at this point, he decided it was a good idea to call her mother and tell her that he was going to marry her body. He also had plans of putting a wedding ring on her finger, cutting it off, and sending it to her mother. Like, why, dude? Why? And I'm sure this is like a, if I can't have you, nobody can have you. Yeah, but why would you want to torment the mom? I don't know. Maybe because I don't, <clears throat> unless there's like, perhaps there was a situation in which the mom was involved or like encouraged her to step away from mullet. Right. And was like, and then he took offense to that or he somehow saw her mom as the enemy and he was going to punish her as well. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I get her forever now Mm because I just married her body. I don't know. Well, he then, with his dear sweet mullet, decided to drive to the convenience store where he worked and help himself to $700 to fund his road trip to California where he planned on marrying his dead girlfriend. In our original episode, we talked about that he worked in the Wawa because we didn't know what a Wawa was. I remember this conversation because then we got flooded with messages about what a Wawa is. And we now know what one is. I want to know who came up with the fucking name Wawa. I would like to know as well. But apparently they have some bomb ass something. I can't remember what it was. Mm-hmm. Some kind of food that's fucking delicious or so. I don't really remember. I don't know. We'll make that part of our bucket list to visit a we fucking We need to Wawa. visit a Wawa because uh, apparently they're the... The <clears throat> convenience store above all convenience stores is no the idea. Wawa. Oh, well, that makes sense. Their headquarters is in Wawa, Pennsylvania. Oh. How? Okay, fine. Dumb. You have a town named Wawa? Right? Does anyone live in like, Wawa, did, Pennsylvania? Did nobody think that perhaps y'all should like rename that shit? For real. Yeah. It's like a dog. If you get it and it does, it has a name already and you don't like it, you can change it. it. Like at first it might be weird, but it'll get used to it. Anyway, in the travels with the dead girlfriend in the car, because this whole time, from the time he left his, mm-hmm. I think it was a trailer, like a camp trailer, but I'm not sure, brain farting here, but I think it was a camp trailer that he lived in or a trailer house. I don't know for sure. From the time he left that in her car... He's got her dead in the back seat wrapped in blankets, right? So he's driving all fucking over. He goes and steals all his shit from the Wawa, all the money, because apparently it only takes $700 to get to California in 1994. Probably. 
I really it probably even take, did. I don't even think it would take $700 to get there now. Probably not, because in 1994, I don't know what the gas prices were then, because I was 14 and I didn't really give a fuck, but in 96, they were 99 cents a barrel. Barrel. A gallon. Mm-hmm. A barrel would be awesome, though. <laughs> I have gas for everybody. We're fucking driving everywhere. <laughs> it was 99 cents a gallon in 96 when we were driving. Mm-hmm. So, he probably could get clear across $700. Yeah. Whatever. Dude, there's no fucking... There's no doubt about it. In a in a Camaro? Yeah. Come on. To go cross country. It wouldn't even take me $700 in fuel to get from New... 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 New Jersey. New Jersey. I feel like I have Tourette's right now. Yeah. New Jersey all the way to California in my truck. Yeah. Or in my toaster. But you would think you would have to have hotels and food and... Yeah, now. How are you going to stop to get a hotel with your dead fucking girlfriend? You're going to have to drive straight through well, or sleep in the fucking car with your dead girlfriend. It's cold because it's... Cold where? Not in fucking California. So after the Wawa stop, um, he goes to stop at the last stop bar in Fairmont, West Virginia. Because why not go hit up a bar well, you've got a dead person in the back of your car. I probably would need a drink, too, though. For real. <clears throat> like, of all the times that I would deeply need a drink... That was the day. That would be the day that I was cruising around with my dead lover in the car. Yeah, I I agree. Um, while he was there, he told the barmaid that he had a dead girlfriend in the car. And I think that that might be when he called the mom. I don't think that he called the mom before this. I think he called the mom while he was at the bar. But... He decided to tell the, the barmaid that he had, oh, 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 BT dubs, my last girlfriend. If you want to hang out, you know, we can, <laughs> but my last you girlfriend. don't have plans when you get off, my last girlfriend is literally chilling in the back of the car. Dead. Her car. Her Dead. car that I took yeah. after I killed her. But she's wrapped up in blankets, so maybe that kept the body heat in. I'm not sure. Like, what a fucking weirdo. Let's Why? Let's fucking hope that it did not. God. Because that would just, it would just, uh, <clears throat> one would assume that if a body is no longer taking in oxygen and pumping blood throughout, that keeping it warm would expedite mm. some things. Yeah, I don't like it. Don't do that. Don't do it. So he, he called the police. Oh, after he told her that the dead girlfriend was in the car, she did what most people would do and called the police. Call the police. And they came and arrested him. Sergeant Jack Smith found her body in the back seat of the car and a wedding dress in the trunk. Well, duh, because if you're going to marry your dead girlfriend's body, she's going to need a dress. Now, was he going to was he going to California to marry her there? Is it legal to marry a body? Didn't didn't we decide that it was legal to marry a corpse in California or something? Or maybe we just made jokes about it. But well, is. Seeing how fucking lenient California is these days on a lot of different things. I don't know. They held Fuller without bond in the Marion County Jail, pending extradition to New Jersey. Fuller pled guilty and received a 30-year sentence with no chance of parole. Let me tell you something. Yeesh. 30 years is coming up. It is. It's... It's... 94. No. 94 to 2004, 2000 14. to 14, 24. 24. 
Yeah, yeah dude, it's, coming, it's up. coming up. He'll be out in about three years from now. Mm-hmm. No, what year is it now? It's still 2020, Four. unfortunately. No, because we're, we're wrapping it up, dude. We're the end of November. Yeah, so he's still got four years from, like, right now, because I think he gets out, like, November 24th. Like, it, it's 30 years after the date. I'm not sure. I don't know if it's when he went in or... Anyway, we have about four years. So, watch out. Jesus fucking Christ, this weirdo's leaving, or getting out. Jody, Jody's aunt, who was the spokesperson for the family, said to Fuller, We feel you should have been put to a painful death. I've, I, I agree with that. I agree. Fuck. He's a low-life, scum-sucking worm. He needs to be dead. That's well, what the I, aunt I, said. I will concur with that. Uh, for real. In 2001, he, had, he attempted to gain a new trial, um, though he had waived the right to do so in 1995. 95, he was like, no. I did it. It's cool. But 2001, <clears throat> he was like, fuck this place. Let's try to get Six me out of here. He's like, okay, listen. New plan. I'm not having fun anymore. Well, let me tell you something else. Chief. If you want to date him, you can. He has a prison dating profile. Yeah. He had like this whole thing oh, written yeah. up. I like long walks on the beach. And you like long walks to your fucking self. How about, bud, we talk about how you like to also kill your girlfriends, wrap them up in the back of their car. And try to drive cross-country with them to marry their body. Let's talk about that. Put that in your dating profile, you sick son of a bitch. God, he's disgusting. Fucking disgusting human. I don't like you, and that is horrible. She was such a cute, gorgeous, cute, hard-working gorgeous. girl. I don't want to be cute. Yeah. She is 20, so I guess I know, we can she, say she's well, cute. She is, though. She's a baby. My daughter's 20. Oh, shit. <laughs> Uh, that just came into perspective. Yeah, dude. Like, when I look at my kid, she's 20. I still see a baby. Yeah. So, after we released this the first time, Mike Morford released something on his website, which is truecrimeguy.com. Mm-hmm. So, I'm going to read it. And it was kind of to go with our. So, if you want to go read it, go read it. But I'm going to read it to you. To ya. To ya. I think it's safe to say that not many of us never know a murder victim. I only knew one. Her name was Jody Myers. Jody's murder wasn't just a murder. It was a trip to the macabre and down a dark and disturbing road that started in New Jersey and ended in West Virginia. In early 1994, I was at a party in South Jersey. I was 23 and having fun. There were a lot of other young people there having fun as well and with their whole lives ahead of them. For at least one of the party goers, the life ahead of them wouldn't be a long one. As I was recently single after a breakup, a friend introduced me to a girl named Jody. She thought that Jody and I might hit it off and went on to tell me that Jody's boyfriend was a real creep and that she wanted Jody to move on from him and meet new people. Jody, who was 20, was an attractive blonde with a bubbly personality. We talked for a while and I was surprised to find out that I was pretty good friends with her cousins. Our talk went well. We exchanged phone numbers, planning on talking again soon. But as happened so many times, plan change and other courses are plotted. We both went our own ways and never wound up speaking again. By the end of the year, Jody would be dead. Murdered at the hands of her on-again, off-again fiancé and ghastly 
details of what happened to her would soon emerge, shocking our small South Jersey town before making national headlines. On November 25, 1994, a man was sitting in a bar in Fairmount, West Virginia. The bar was called The Last Stop, which would prove to be an all-too-fitting name. It wasn't long before the man confided to, confided to a barmaid that his dead fiancé was outside in, the, in his car. The barmaid thought he was joking. He wasn't. Staff at the bar went out to the parking lot and spotted a dead girl, wrapped partially in blankets, seated in a 1994 Chevy Camaro. Police were called and, the, and arrested the man at the bar. He was identified as Forrest D. Fuller, age 28, of Pemberton Township, New Jersey. The dead girl in the car was Jody Myers, Fuller's fiancé. When the police searched the car, they found Jody's wedding dress in the trunk. Police questioned Fuller, and it was at this point that investigators learned the details of Fuller's grisly plans. Fuller had beaten and strangled Jody in his trailer home on the night of November 23rd before stabbing her with a steak knife five times. Fuller then drove to the convenience store where he was employed and managed to steal about $700 before returning to his trailer and to Jody's lifeless body. In the early morning hours of twenty of hmm, of November twenty fourth, Fuller loaded Jody's body into the car along with her wedding dress and headed south before winding up at the last stop bar. Along the way, he made a call to Jody's mother and told her that he had killed Jody but planned to marry her in California. He promised that after the ceremony, he would cut off Jody's finger with the wedding ring still on it and send it to her mom. The investigation revealed that Fuller had murdered Jody after she tried to break off the engagement. They also found that Fuller was actually already married and had children, but his estranged wife had a restraining order against Fuller. Fuller pleaded guilty to Jody's murder and was sentenced to 30 years without the possibility of parole. Fuller is due to be released in November of 2024. At the sentence hearing, a family member of Jody's told Fuller, told Fuller, we feel that you should have been put to a painful death and then later told reporters that Fuller was a low-life, scum-sucking worm. He needs to be dead. The murder of Jody Myers and the disturbing details surrounding it seemed like the stuff of fiction, perhaps from a bad horror movie, but sadly it's a true story. As sensational as the murder was, it was quickly picked up by tabloid papers, including the Weekly World News, which dubbed Fuller the Groom of Doom. Jody's murder may have partially been inspired by the 2016 Lifetime movie, Nightmare Wedding. In December of 2017, true crime podcast Color Me Dead did an episode about the twisted murder. That's us. We did it. That was us. <clears throat> of Jody Myers at the hands of Forrest Fuller. I would encourage readers to go have a listen. Sometimes the truth is scarier than fiction. And in this instant, that is definitely true. Jody is a young girl with her entire life ahead of her before it was snuffed out at the hands of her very disturbed man. And sadly, instead of one day wearing a wedding dress at her own wedding, she's permanently tied to the one in the trunk of the murderous fiancé's car and forever known as the corpse bride. So, like we said in the beginning, we read this episode exactly how we wrote it the first time because there are revisions of this of this episode later. I don't want to ruin it really because some... It's not a revision. It's more of an update. Yeah, an update. Sorry. 
there's an update. And because the family members got in contact with us, uh, someone that had dated her. So we're, we were, who are we raising here? Hmm. We wanted to keep it at how we had it before, how it was written before, so that the updates make sense. Yes. So there is misinformation in this episode. I'm sorry. We're just trying to keep it all a-flowing. 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 So perhaps you uh, want to do some more? you like to do more episode? I would like to talk about Krampus. Krampus? Would you like to talk about Krampus? What would you like to know about Krampus? So when we first did this episode, mm-hmm. I will admit that I did not know what the fuck Krampus was. Like, I had literally just learned what Krampus was. And so I was excited, and I was like, hey, guys, let's talk about Krampus. And you were both like, we already know who Krampus is. I'm like, oh, <laughs> fucking K. Well, I want to talk about it because it's new information to me. Oh, I love Krampus. So for anyone who doesn't know who it is, you can tell. So, Krampus Nacht happens on December 5th of every year. And Krampus is basically the polar opposite of Old Saint Nick. So, mm-hmm. Santa Claus comes but one time a year and magically dips all over the fucking globe, leaving presents and candy for good little boys and girls. Yes. Krampus comes and collects the assholes, the misfits, the tattletales. The stubborn little snot-nosed shitheads. And the spoiled, entitled crab asses of the world. And he is half goat, half demon. Mm-hmm. And he comes with him cloven hooves. And he has a stick that he uses to beat the bad children. And he puts him in his naughty sack. Tosses the sack over his fucking hairy back. That rhymed. Oh, it's like you're writing a poem. Poet. <laughs> it's poetry. Poetry. And carts them off. Now, one of the great things is there are lots of um, countries like Germany, and they do it in different Scandinavian places. You can go to, um, they actually have a, a Krampus festival in um, Germany. Isn't that where it was? I just said Germany. No. Oh. No. Austria. Yes. And that's where I was supposed to be for Christmas this year. I was going to go to Austria. Both of my children were going to college and they both had made comments that they weren't coming home for Christmas. And I was like, sweet fucking action, Jackson. And I decided that I was going to Austria. COVID. You fucking bitch. Turned that a little bit sideways for me. But in places like Germany, Austria, several other um, Scandinavian and Europey places. I love this. People across the globe are going to lose their fucking minds over that. But Europey, Europey, they have festivals where people will get dressed and they go out into the streets and people. I mean, they're collecting people's kids and scaring the shit out of people. I would pay to have one of them haul my youngest off sometimes, be, especially lately. Mm-hmm. It would be fucking magical. Yeah, it she'd would. never be right again. We got a Krampus Funko the other day because we think it is fun to torture the child with Krampus everything. She's like, what day is Krampus coming? I'm like, December 5th, it's coming up. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're all excited about it. And she started full-blown bawling over this fucking Krampus Funko. I still think that we should buy something and 
make Spencer like go up the stairs and scare the actual shit out of her. I think so too. And we found an animatronic and I'm like, <laughs> how do I make this happen so that I can have Krampus in my living room? Because I need it. Mm-hmm. I need a Krampus in my living room because she is scared to death of Krampus. I'm like, then quit being a little asshole. Because you're the one he comes to get. She's a good kid, and t- except <laughs> that she is a bullheaded. No, she's kind she's of the a baby. Dude. She's the baby. She wants everything her way. She wants it right fucking now, and she doesn't care what she's got to do to get it. Pretty much, little spoiled shit. Pretty Entitled. Much. Yep. Snot nose. Mm-hmm. All of the things that Krampus looks for is in her. Yes. But then she can turn around and be sweet, too. So you're like, hmm, mm-hmm. Sour Patch Kid. Don't. That's me. That's what Spencer I know, calls me. and she's your kid. That's fucked up. You always say it, too. I know. That's recorded. She's your child. I know. But, yeah. I just wish that they would come up with a good Krampus movie because thus far... Mm-hmm. Just about every single Krampus movie that's ever come out has been like, meh. The one that came out, what, like three, two? It was at least three years ago because it was out when we did this before. Because I started watching it and like... Yeah. It's just campy and silly and fucking like, I don't know. I need somebody to make like a good Krampus knock. Have you seen the Christmas horror story? Mm Mm-hmm. I'm in love with Krampus from that. He's like all ripped and shit. I'm like, I think I love you. (laughs) I ha- is it is it okay to have a crush on Krampus? Because I right, do. Listen. I get that I'm alone a lot, but <laughs> she's got all these fucking cats now. Yeah, she's got crushes on Krampus. It's getting rough. It's getting weird. Yeah. Send help. <laughs> <laughs> so, but maybe everybody be excellent to each other. Don't try to marry bodies. Don't. <clears throat> cut fingers off Mm-mm. and uh stay, stay out, out of chalk, chalk lines, lines. Goodbye. goodbye.